1: We're going heavy on college sports today in the Morning Buzzcast, coinciding with our Intercollegiate Athletic Forum started yesterday, continues today, and tomorrow. You can still sign up by going to our website. Today is Wednesday, December 9th. Good morning. I'm Abe Matcord. This is your Morning Buzzcast. Starting with Michigan was going to be without 45 football players this weekend in their game against Ohio State. That, of course, led to the cancellation of that game. Now with that game canceled, Big Ten athletic Athletic directors will meet today, and I'm sure the conversation about allowing Ohio State to play in a conference title game with only five games will come up. If you watched ESPN CFP selection show last night, you saw committee chairman Gary Barta, who of course is also the athletic director of the University of Iowa, speak very carefully with ESPN's Reese Davis about Ohio State's situation. But again, that discussion will surely come up on the Big Ten's AD meetings today and I do anticipate Ohio State being in that final mix. Staying with college sports, I sat down with NCAA President Mark Emmert yesterday to kick off our conference for about 20 minutes. We touched on a lot of things. Two clear messages from President Emmert that I took away. He wants congressional action on national NIL legislation and he's been very impressed with the third-party agencies who are vying to administer the name, image, and likeness guidelines on behalf of the NCAA. Now, they'll go to Congress after Congress is set and brought back in January to try to get that national legislation. That would, of course, would override all these state measures that have been appearing, most notably Florida and California. He anticipates a decision on a third-party agency sometime in January. Point number two that Emmerich stresses is that he anticipates a decision about the NCAA men's basketball tournament and women's basketball tournament sometime by the end of this year. So at the end of this month, look for a decision. I fully anticipate it for the men to be Indianapolis. He stressed that Indianapolis has a lot of facilities and a lot of logistics that could work. Of course, the final four was going to be played there. He said while everything looks like it could work in Indianapolis, they still have some decisions to make and some health and safety protocols to work through. For the women's tournament, he said they are focused on the original site of San Antonio. It should be noted, although he didn't say it. San Antonio does not have as many adjacent facilities and accommodations as Indianapolis, but I do anticipate the men's tournament being in a quasi-bubble in Indianapolis and that decision coming later this month. Our Michael Smith looked at the search for the ACC's next commissioner in his SBJ College newsletter last night and really laid out that there could be a surprise candidate emerging because many of the favorites aren't going to be considered apparently. We know that ESPN's Burke Magnus told our John Iran that he's not a candidate. Clemson President Jim Clements declared over the weekend that he'll stay at Clemson. Sources say that Big East Commissioner Val Ackerman is happy where she's at. There was some buzz about U.S. Military Academy Superintendent Lieutenant General Darrell Williams, but that Does not seem to be gaining any momentum now, and there was a school of thought that Oliver Luck would be a favorite, but right now his name hasn't been in the mix, apparently, according to Michael Smith's sources. He does wonder if some leading ADs with experience in the ACC could emerge. That could mean like a Virginia Tech's Whip Babcock or a Clemson's Dan Radakovich. Sources have told me that the search committee is not looking at sitting athletic directors, but they are looking at people who have strong, sports business experience across other industries so I do believe a surprise choice could emerge look for some clarity on this issue by the end of the year staying with college but shifting to news on campus new UCLA athletic director Martin Jarman. I think he got a nice little win yesterday as UCLA announced a deal in principle with Nike and its Jordan brand to replace Under Armour as its apparel provider now remember Under Armour terminated its contract early this year. The new six-year deal between UCLA and the Jordan brand will outfit the football and basketball teams in the Jordan brand starting July 1st. All other sport uniforms will have Nike's traditional swoosh logo. But again, a nice win for Jarman. He just got on campus earlier this year and UCLA becomes the fifth university overall to do a deal with the Jordan brand. Joining North Carolina, Michigan, Florida, and Oklahoma. There's still a lot of credibility with the Jordan and brand among recruits so that is a nice deal for martin jarmon and ucla moving over to the nba news broke last night that the nba's health and safety protocols for the upcoming season will mandate that all coaches including head coaches wear masks at all times when coaching That is a different policy that the league had during the league's summer restart in the bubble in Florida. The NBA and the Coaches Association also agreed to allow a more casual game attire, no longer requiring coaches to wear sports jackets. Coaches will be allowed to wear polo shirts and some business attire, but, but... But do not expect any Bill Belichick cut-off hoodies on the sidelines as the NBA will reportedly disallow sweats, sweatpants, and jogging pants. Staying with the NBA, not that this is a surprise... But it should be noted because in a truncated season, in the tight schedule windows that the league and the teams are working with, the league will continue its policy around nationally televised NBA games, stating that teams are prohibited from resting healthy players for high-profile nationally televised games. Teams that do rest a healthy player will be fined at least $100,000. So that, again, is a continuation of a policy that they want the best players, they want the stars always playing on nationally televised games. They're not going to change that rule even in a truncated, shortened season where rest is at a premium. Also, the league stated that teams should not rest multiple healthy players in the same game and should not rest healthy players when playing on the road. Again, these are not new policies. They are a continuation of existing policies and it does speak that they want their best players they want their star players playing as often and certainly when they're on road games and certainly when they're on national television again not new policies but certainly noteworthy that the nba is continuing with these policies during such a change in their season moving over to mls which of course holds its mls cup on saturday night commissioner don garber met the media yesterday and said that league-wide revenue Is down close to a billion dollars compared to last year. Sources say that the biggest drop off, of course, was in local game day revenue down by 95 percent of course so many markets had so few fans there that is not a surprise and remember with mls without large national media deals those losses really are magnified and so that's going to be an issue that don garber and his owners are going to have to work through for the foreseeable future a couple of other things from garber he said the league is still targeting an early to mid-march start to the 2021 season so there wouldn't be much of a break They'd stay on schedule. He also said there's no plan to move Real Salt Lake from the Utah market. He believes Salt Lake City has been a great market for MLS and that they do have a number of interested parties looking to acquire Real Salt Lake and that conversations with outgoing owner Del Loy Hansen are continuing and are said to be productive. So look for a sale of Real Salt Lake sometime soon and anticipate that team remaining in Salt Lake City. And finally, I'll end with this. We've been asking a lot of people lately about the lessons of 2020, the legacy of 2020. If you have your thoughts, please share them with me. But Tampa Bay Rays owner Stu Sternberg said the impact of the 2020 season will be felt for a long time. He said it's going to be three to five years before we get a clear understanding of the new normal, citing local and league-wide revenues, ticket sales, fans returning to live games, businesses developing, sponsorships being bought, and other data points. So Stu Sternberg seeing a three to five-year impact from 2020. So that is your Morning Buzzcast. Today is Wednesday, December 9th. A lot going on on this day. I'm Abe Madcor. Hope everyone has a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park,